0: Welcome to the Injury Report. Uh, I am your co-host Anthony Valdez, joined by my other co-hosts here today, Ben Halpern and Brad Weissel. How are you guys doing? Doing well, hanging in there. How about you, Mr. Valdez? Uh, I'm doing all right. The world is a little, a little crazy right now, but we <clears> figured <throat> that a night it would be a, a nice reprieve for all of you out there to to get a fresh episode of the Injury Report. So, um, like I said, I got Brad and Ben with me, with me here. Uh, in our virtual studio um, and we're going to talk about some sports today
1: before Let's we do, do it anthony you want to take a brief second to define reprieve for brad oh brad brad i want what's your best guess
2: i don't even want i don't even want to guess i'll just sound stupid um it brad the <laughs> i the think break break would
1: well, be he a good, needs a nice no help break, doing that
0: a nice uh distraction uh the technical definition is a cancellation or postponement of a punishment yeah. break so. is good enough I'll yeah. do it all, right. all right all right it's an four Four-letter words <laughs> break is five something like that yeah so so um guys you want to just dive right in yeah sure. let's do it okay well um, i uh
1: maybe i can start i just wanted for our for our fellow graduates on there congratulations for completing uh your your four years at whatever university it may be. I think our, our audience skews largely to our parents, but additionally <laughs> to some of our friends that have, that have also graduated uh, from the University of Maryland and, and other uh, universities. So uh, speaking of the University of Maryland, um, as I was enjoying uh, the pomp and circumstance of our virtual commencement, um, relishing in the glory days of the early 2000s where Maryland was bull eligible um, it looks like we, we may be back on that track. We, uh, we got another four-star recruit, um, this past, this past week. Uh, yep, that, Friday, tackle. The, the 27th, uh, from upper Marlboro, uh, hopefully channeling his inner mellow Trimble. And, and mm-hmm. just today, another three-star, um, defensive end outside linebacker who's, uh, actually probably going to wind up, um, more in that outside linebacker role, uh, and an offensive lineman transfer from Nebraska, uh, who oh should I didn't see that. that.
2: That's I didn't see that either. That's massive.
1: So we now have, I believe it's quite uh, seven uh defense uh offensive tackles uh coming in to help uh protect the ghost of Tyrol Fragram.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> they you know what? Team, well, what teams really able we to didn't, pass we didn't on didn't us for they, they sure as hell won't be able to run. I don't
2: did we? I think our last podcast was uh in the pre-Tua era if I'm correct.
1: Yeah. I mean Talia. Sorry, sorry, Talia.
2: Sorry, sorry. The 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 pre-Tagavailoa era of Maryland football. So for those of you who uh, might not have seen that news, Tua, Tagavailoa's brother, I'm being told, Tulia, Tagavailoa, quarterback from Alabama, also transferred to Maryland. So if he can get a waiver and play this year, we may actually have a quarterback who knows which team is on offense and which is on defense, which would be a
0: really nice treat. (laughs) What was your guys' reaction when you saw that we actually got him to transfer to Maryland?
1: I mean, it's um, I, huge. Obviously, getting the um, you know, the Poly, a former Polynesian high school football co-player of the year, is is a massive for any program. I mean, when you're building your team, that's kind of what you want to focus on. Um, you also I mean, I, go ahead. You know, having having a quarterback who's capable of of not only completing passes but doing so without getting injured is truly <laughs> remarkable and something that during my time in Maryland. Uh, I have not been able to experience, so um, maybe he does need to sit out, uh, familiarize himself with the system, um, and you know satisfy the uh, NCAA eligibility requirements. But um, this is the most touted uh, quarterback Maryland's had in its locker room in uh, maybe decades. So yeah. I I was ecstatic. Um, I'm sure you guys echoed uh, the sentiments I just expressed.
2: Yeah, to- totally agree. I think that. You know, when, when we heard he was transferring, there was always kind of rumors that, kind of subtle rumors that Maryland was a contender just because Locks used to be the OCA Alabama and obviously has connections to his family. Um, but when I first saw the news, I got to say I was I was quite surprised. If you were following the recruiting of him at all, Maryland did not seem to be like one of his top two or three choices. So I was quite, quite, um, quite surprised to see that he ended up coming here. But I was like, I echo everything Ben said. It's huge for our program, even if he doesn't turn out to be as amazing as everyone might think he's going to be. If he's half as good as people think he can be, I think that's a win for our program.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, basically having a quarterback with like two functioning ACLs is a win for the program. Um, when I when I saw he, that he transferred, one, kind of like you, Brad, I was like really surprised because it, it, it really seemed like he was going to be either going to Miami or some other school in Florida to kind of, because that family, they're very tight and um, everyone just kind of expected... For them to stay together right um, my other reaction for, for i was like,
1: listening uh and and brad i'm not sure if you knew this because there are a lot of tag by lows running around but talia is the younger brother of, of now dolphins quarterback Tua. Tagovailo. wow that
2: no way ben you always are so well researched it's incredible did
1: you I just like look
0: that prepare. up did you, did you know that before this podcast
1: uh, no comment. Yeah,
0: um, no. But my second thought was, oh my God, Maryland is gonna totally ruin this kid.
1: So um, I, I hope, <laughs> that's, I hope because, that that that's because that's because you've but... watched Maryland football before. <laughs> yeah. So I mean...
2: so all right. So not, not including transfers right now, which means not including uh, Tutulia and a couple of the other O line transfer we got. Maryland is currently 12th in the country overall in recruiting class for 2021 which is crazy, if you yeah, ask that's me.
0: that's really good.
2: I know that Durkin had a couple of top like, you know, 23, 24-ranked uh, recruiting classes when, when he had the, his, fresh, his first year uh, on campus, but to, was, to be able was to Durkin's rebuild – in first year
1: 17?
2: Yeah, something like that. Maybe not – yes, yeah, something like that. But the fact that we are 12th in the country, I mean, that puts us in the mix of the best teams in the Big Ten, the best teams in the SEC – to, to be getting recruits. I mean, that, yeah. that is,
0: that is really quite impressive for Loxley in the second year is really his first real year recruiting. And Brad, the thing that was really impressive to me is that if you actually take a look at that class, the vast majority of the best recruits are coming from Maryland and the DMV mm-hmm. area generally, which is a great, you know, last year, um, Loxley was able to do some scrambling and get some kids from out of state, um, a couple kids from Florida and things, things of that nature. But to have, you know, a consistent recruiting base in the DMV is the one way that Maryland is going to be able to take on, um, you know, the Penn States and and, uh, the Michigans and probably not the Ohio States ever, but those kind of big programs in the Big Ten. So it's it's a a
1: hopeful sign.
2: For sure. Do we want to, in our quick episode, do do we want to talk about basketball
1: and uh, decommit? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, like Valdez was trying to try to keep a, a quicker, ep- more digestible episode for everybody today. So, so basketball. So yeah, sure. as, as if as if uh, this week couldn't have gotten worse. Uh, Sorrell Smith Jr. Uh, the microwave uh, entered the transfer portal uh, for Maryland. Sorrell Smith, uh, if you guys don't remember, was one of the bench players who would play two or three minutes a game, uh, kind of a wing, maybe a shooting guard um, player. Uh, never saw anything good out of him. But again, he was one of the four kind of competent players that were still going to be in the team next year. And this, I think, leaves Maryland with four or five open scholarship spots now.
1: Uh, and just for those of you keeping track at home, uh, so Sorrell Smith is the third turf to transfer this off season, and the fifth since the start of the uh, 2019-20 season. Add that to the three graduating seniors, Clark, Feldman, and Cowan. Uh, you know, for, for any of you uh listening to, that may be undergrads at the University of Maryland, over six feet tall, mildly athletic, uh <laughs> I may have I may have something you can do in your free time. Yeah. Wait, so who is our starting
0: like who's the starting five now? So you have um Dante Scott, right? Don Morcel? Morcel, Ayala, Ayala. Wiggins, Wiggins Ayala Wiggins. And, and Chole. It's
2: Chol. Yeah, oh, he's my God. literally Jesus the he's Christ. the o- Chol is the only <laughs> non freshman. Front court player we have, I believe. That is so
1: sad.
2: Because uh, Smith is gone, Tamaich and Lindo are gone.
1: Yeah, the uh, and the Mitchell two, twins the are two gone. two recruits coming in or uh guards, combo guards. Or so, chill, uh, expect, get ready
2: for forty minutes of choll everybody.
1: Oh my god, that's gonna
0: be well. I mean, what will happen? Is just get, he's, <laughs> he's just gonna, gonna get injured, out. like he's yeah, just or he'll, he'll foul yeah. out or injure himself. Yeah, right. Well, I mean. I think the the, other, the over the under concern.
1: for injuries and fouls in the season is <laughs> or fouls in a game is is pretty much the same. So we expect <laughs> about three and a half fouls <laughs> per game is the conservative uh, over under, and probably around three to four injuries throughout the season. Well, and, um, and Brad, that is, you, when you when that you is assuming Sorrell. the first one isn't serious.
0: When you when you mentioned Sorrell Smith. I mean, one of the things that you said was that we didn't really see much out of him. We actually, we saw a little bit his freshman year, and then he just kind of totally disappeared this last year. But I think I was kind of holding out hope that maybe he would kind of show a little bit of his <clears throat> freshman self again. But obviously, he may be yeah, I mean, at a different university.
2: I, I think he was, he, he was always a little bit undersized. He was, I think, even smaller than Cowan, if not at least the same height. And that that struggle, that that kind of hurt him. Even when we saw him his freshman year, I know he took a lot of bad shots and off-balance stuff trying to get open. And he clearly is not nearly as skilled as Cowan, who was able to create space for himself and hit big shots. So I don't know that he would have been a huge contributor on the team next year, but I think that just having somebody who kind of knows the, in quotation marks, uh, Mark Turgeon's system, whatever that may mean, uh, could have been helpful.
1: Um, we also, we made the, the top four for a, um, for a 2021 four-star recruit, so you know, t- don't say Turgeon's not busy. <laughs> oh,
2: God,
1: oh my God, we're gonna be so bad.
2: Yeah. All right, should we uh, move away from
1: Maryland? Yeah, let's let's move on to pro sports, or or rather the the return of pro sports. We've mm-hmm. seen uh, certain leagues across the world: the Korean uh, baseball organization, the, the Bundesliga, which Brad's gonna touch on later. German soccer. Wait. Uh, league brad has some uh, keen insights that he has been uh he's been begging us for for days to to do a podcast so we can talk about uh, the rise of rb, RB leipzig and the fall of perusha Dortmund. if you guys haven't been following uh,
2: my just league at tiktok now's the time to uh <laughs> to, to to subscribe
1: but um let's let's talk a little baseball um anthony the mlbpa um and the the owners are uh You know, at odds with with one another. Uh, They can't seem to agree on on pay uh, length of season uh, plan for the minor leagues. What do you think? um, Which which side do you think uh, has more validity uh, to their argument and what would you like to see happen?
0: Yeah, I mean, so you guys know me. I'm always kind of a player's like advocate, but in this specific guy. I'm a guy's guy, um, but in this specific situation, I actually, I think I agree more with the owner's standpoint to a point, um, you know, I I kind of agree that there should be, um, you know, it's hard to do. I mean, cause I, cause if I understand it correctly and correct me, correct me if I'm wrong um, that the MLB owners are basically saying that the player should get a prorated portion of their salaries. Right yes As, like basically then, which, I assume which I assume really dependent, looks like it's be yeah yeah like dependent on on revenue and I, I I think that's a big part is like you basically a, a MLB owners are saying well we can't sell tickets and so we're gonna get less revenue so you know we should decide upon that what what your <coughs> salaries are the one thing I think that, that the has MLB really owners also
2: want to a much shorter season so they, they, they're saying we're going to pay you a lot less as well because the, the season's going to be
0: dramatic yeah dramatic, which which i'm shorter. which i'm not in favor of i'm i'm fine with the long season but the thing that was really making me upset the other day was um when i heard when i've seen all these um minor league baseball players getting cut i mean because because the minor league systems are such a small portion of the overall budget of uh, of an mlb team and i get that You know, it's not profitable in any way. And it's building up your farm system. So I, I get all those arguments. But baseball, you know, goes around the country and markets and parades itself as America's pastime. And so with that comes a certain responsibility to do the right thing in certain situations. And so this was this was an example to me of somewhere where in in the grand scheme of things, the owners could have stepped up. Um, and I think like the Nationals just reversed their decision to cut a bunch of minor league players, and and I was happy about that. Yeah, but I think they more, did more after their players
1: should... basically uh, threw the ownership under the rug and said, well, if you don't work now, uh, the players are going to pay the, the minor leaguers.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean David Price I know did that with the Dodgers, and I mean mm-hmm. trust me, the Dodgers <laughs> are a wealthy Class organization. Ass. We can we can afford to pay the minor leaguers, but yeah, in terms of the actual pro. Pro um, argument, I, I'm kind of with the owners. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I, I know that we've had a, a
2: similar argument many times in our apartment, which is that the MLB owners are greedy and they don't want to pay players, despite there's not being a salary cap. They the owners still like to pretend that there is one, and they like to use the luxury cap um, to to act as their salary cap, even though that that's really not exactly how it works. You can go over the luxury tax if you really want to win. Right. Uh, Ben's gonna have Ben's gonna have a problem with that, I know, but um, I, I think it just goes back to the point that I'll a lot of these MLB that a lot of these MLB owners are going to be greedy and they're gonna, they're, they are to—they're—they going know they're going to lose money this year. The MLB makes a, a lot more money off ticket sales than a lot of other sports do just because of the length of the season um, and the, the number of people that, that usually attend games in person. And I, I think that the owners know they're going to lose money and they're, they're being a little bit greedy. I tend to side even more so with the players and Valdez. I know that all, every, there is no owner in the MLB that can't afford to play players. I'm not saying the players should be paid 100% of the money they were going to be guaranteed at the beginning of the season. But if they pay, play 60 less games, don't prorate their salary just based on the revenue they create. If they create a, you know, 70% less revenue, just pay them a little bit less on a game-by-game basis. I, I still have to tie with the players here that there really would be no incentive for them to play if they're going to be losing such a high portion of their
1: salary. Ben, it's, did you have it's a really, Yeah, it's a really tough call. I mean, you know, if you're uh, – Brad, you want an analogy?
2: I would love an analogy. <laughs>
1: Let's say you you're very fortunate and you're uh, being paid a hundred thousand dollars to build the house, three story mm-hmm. house. If oh, I don't <laughs> want to make the this math's going to get a little tricky for you, but bear with we, me we, here.
2: We we won't we won't uh, judge you on the math, then it's okay.
1: No, for you, it's oh boy. I, <laughs> I get out my
2: I get out my, cal- I get out my calculator.
1: If you build one of the, we'll make it easier. One of the two floors of the house. Yes. Would it be Would it be logical that if uh, that you would get paid for $50,000 of that a hundred thousand dollars you uh, originally signed for because you needed to do half because you actually did half the work.
2: I think that's a, that's a somewhat logical argument. We could get into the intricacies of what it takes to actually build a house, but uh, of course,
1: sure. but that's, that's not the holdup here. The holdup is the sliding pay scale and the pro uh, pro rating these, these salaries, um, which right. I'm, this this really is the, uh, you know, Boris's uh, super agent, Scott Boris, has been really uh, vocal about uh, telling the players not to cave in. And, and some owners are saying, uh, you know, for for the sake of not letting the players get the, the upper hand in uh, leveraging negotiations, uh, future labor talks, that they're willing to let the, the 2020 season go. Um, there's as the owners came out with a report that said they're projecting a $640,000 per game loss, uh, nearly $4 billion total loss as a result of uh, of of revenue. If, if these games uh, aren't played, then the salaries are uh, are not completely prorated. So, I'm I'm I I would like to see uh, both sides come to a, an agreement that's equitable. Um, and that uh, keeps the the safety and the best interest of the players,
2: yeah, I just think that you, I just come back to the what would the players play for, like especially given that the, the risk of coronavirus and the players possibly having to only play in certain cities, not be able to go back home to their families as often as they might want to, if they're only getting paid sixty percent or even fifty percent of their salary. And and they know that they could have fought out and stay, you know were just cho- chosen to not play. I mean, these guys are all rich; so they don't really need the money, at least in the major leagues, and just chose not Whoa. to play and have no risk. I, I see for I I just think that they agreed to work for this amount of money, and they're going to be very unhappy, and they're going to have very little incentive, given that most of them don't need the money uh, to to play for much less.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think the the um, you know the one thing that kind of colors all of this issue. Is that just from like a pure PR perspective? I think it's a really hard argument for the Players Association to kind of hold out for like, you know, instead of one million dollars, yeah. they want their ten million dollars when That's like thirty percent of the country is unemployed. So you know, I, it's it's always a tough argument. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but you know, it, it's it's kind of a it's a hard PR sell. And yeah. um, and and the other thing, I you know, last week I know we talked about the perception of of testing, um, specifically as it related to the. NFL and the MLB's proposal was basically like, all right, because we're going to need to get all these tests for these rich players. The thing that they would do is buy antibody tests and kind of testing for the community um, that they right. played in, which I, which I thought was a smart smart idea to combat that perception.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. It's it still is a hard hard sell i know that we'll, we're going to talk about the nhl and the NBA in a second but the nhl was trying to was came out with proposal to possibly test players even daily mm. and i just know that that was met with a lot of resistance i think reasonably so daily seems a, a little extreme in, the, in many cases
1: to me right especially when we're we're still unable to get uh testing to those who need it so yep. you're right i mean on, on one hand you want to look out for um look out for the safety of the players, but this is a business too. And there are other, um, there are other people that are impacted that by this, uh, far more than these millionaire players, the, the stadium employees, mm-hmm. the training staff, the, um, people, the grounds crews, people you don't think about in the day-to-day operations. Sure. Um, so it's, I'd like to see them come to a, uh, a decision. If All right, do, do you end. guys
2: think that they will come to a decision? Do
1: you think that there will be a
0: baseball season this year? I do. I think that there will be something. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is like public posturing. Um, I, 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 What I wouldn't be surprised is some players deciding to opt out, and I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to handle that because I don't think it's reasonable. There there will be some players who I think like I think of like Snell in particular who is just like if I'm not getting my salary, I'm not playing And so it'll be interesting to see if there's, if there's any players who try to individually hold out and how the league deals with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's that's an interesting point. It's uh, it's going to be a battle. I, I, for one was excited by the, the notion of a shortened MLB season. It can, it can seem quite exhaustive at times. And yeah. Um, you know, a a 68, you know, ideas have been floated 114 games, uh, 60 games, somewhere in, in between. Um, yeah. It could be exciting to where it would seem like each uh, each game matters a little bit more. Yeah.
2: I, I so, think a 50- yeah. or 60-game season is, is a little extreme
1: on the short end to me, but
2: I, I could see a 100-game season or so being actually quite interesting.
1: So to go to the other um, major professional leagues, the the NFL is still uh, buying some time. Um, no no word as they are still uh, – they still have the goal of, of starting the season on time, uh, maybe with some adjustments to, adjustments pre-season. to preseason, but uh, still hoping for that uh, for that uh, initial kickoff date. The NHL and the NBA have, uh, have put together plans for, for a return without a, a finalized start date. The NBA uh, is hoping for July 31st. Uh, according to reports, they're going to be voting on a uh, – on specifics, uh, at the end of this week, the NHL approved a playoff format, but hasn't uh, declared a timetable yet. Which which plan do you like more? The this NHL 24 team playoff um, with with some buys, or this <clears throat> potential NBA uh, 22 team playoff where there's a World Cup style uh, play-in, perhaps, and and then uh, an abbreviated playoff uh, series structure.
2: So the 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 one thing that I think both these plans highlight, first of all, is just how much easier it is to kind of restart a season than it is to start from scratch. Like the NHL and NBA were both about 80% finished with their seasons. There was already kind of a way to know who was going to make the playoffs, what season was going to look like. The MLB is having a very different problem saying, you know, just do they shorten the season altogether? They can't just hop into a bracket like system that these, that these two leagues uh, have created here, which I think makes it even harder for them personally of these two i like the nhls uh, a little bit more maybe that's just because of the simplicity and i'm still a little bit confused as to what the nba proposal was it was like ben said there were like kind of groups and there were playing games for groups and it, it kind of confused me the nhls was a little more simple to me at 2014 playoff based on the current seating top 4 teams would play to determine seating uh, while the lower 20 um, played like the first round if you will and then those top 4 would get like an essentially a bye i Excuse me, I thought that it was was a pretty cool idea. I would really enjoy to see that, almost like a March Madness-style bracket in in the NHL. I I like that idea, and I think it's a a good compromise. There still will be a good number of games to be played, but it it wouldn't drag on as long as continuing the full season would have.
1: Let me phrase this question to Anthony in a different way. Anthony, what would it take for you to watch an (laughs) NHL or NBA game?
0: Well, so here's the – hockey's exciting, Hockey's exciting. And my problem with the NBA generally.
1: New is, spokesperson for the NHL, Anthony. <laughs> <Bellas>. <laughs> yeah. Hockey's right. exciting. Hey,
0: you know, I, I think I just handed them a PR campaign. But, you know, it, it's fine. They can take it. Um, I require no compensation. Um, and and my problem with the NBA is that you guys know is that they have two seasons. Season one is the regular season. And season two is the playoffs that start in May and end in what I am pretty sure is the next May. So, um, you know, both of these seem exciting to me. I mean, this the is next it, this May is meeting great. June. No, no, like I'm pretty sure like may. the playoffs <laughs> this year were going to last from May, May 2020 to May 2021.
2: No, this is fair. The The NBA playoffs are way too long. That is,
0: uh, all, I mean, it seems fair. like they're, they're all playing seven game series, like with a game, with a day in between each game or two. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, well, they, they have to golf. They have to get in their golf. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited <laughs> about both. I think um, I'm kind of intrigued by just the, um, the NBA style of it. I think that's kind of, that's kind of a cool idea, especially if they'll all be in one place. I think that's, that's exciting. Um, And and I, and I like the, um, you know, the world cup style. Um, I think it's a little bit more forgiving than um, a March madness style tournament, which I, while both are basketball, I think doesn't quite work with um, the NBA style, especially when you're trying to give credit to teams that have, um, built up a healthy record like like the LA Lakers or someone like that. Was the NHL the
2: NHL wasn't single elimination? I think it was game. It was best of three, right? Oh, was for it each round?
1: For I the think. yeah, I'm gonna have to look into the uh, specifics of that. But Anthony, you you uh, you bring up uh, some good points, and I just want to follow up the idea of playing a uh, keeping all the teams in a in a central location for the NBA. Uh, there, the Disney Complex or Orlando has been floated um what do you do you foresee any um any issues of of you know what what the league can do to control the players stay in the area um does do you think you know the ufc has floated this fight island idea where all the fighters will go and stay on some yeah. private island do you, do you like this idea of um sending sending uh teams to a to one location yeah i mean
0: i think i think um I mean, it's smart. One, it seems like Florida is like really amenable to having any sort of pro sports play there. Um, and that's just kind of kind of their MO. I, I feel like now yeah, I'm no, I'm no expert, but keeping everyone in one central location seems to make sense in terms of just limiting travel. And you can kind of give people you're going to, you know, you can say like, okay, we're going to be in Orlando from this day to this day. And, you know, people can plan their lives and they're not traveling around and, and all of that, all the stuff that comes with that. So I mean, it's it seems yeah, to and solve a the great Hawks, problem. You don't even have
1: to worry about any of them. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but no, the, I, I, the, I think that the would be sec- cool. a second question. That, that that this, you know, we're talking about these adjusted seasons. We're, we're very accustomed to the, you know, the the history of of a game such as baseball with its 162 game season and October and um, mm-hmm. all these traditions. Does it? Um, shall I say kind of rub you, uh, rub you the wrong way. Uh, like maybe Bob craft, um, that, you know, we're going to have, Jesus these... Christ. I'm going to ignore it <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that we're going to have these abridged, uh, playoff formats, regular seasons. Does it feel like these championships will be, um, you know, all of the Houston asterisks kind of, uh, questionable. Yeah.
0: I mean, some fans will
1: definitely feel say less legitimate. That. I mean,
0: they'll definitely say that, but I, I mean, I kind of subscribe to the motto, like don't let the, don't let the perfect get in the way of the good. So, you know, yeah, it's not perfect. It's never going to be, but it's better than nothing. I don't know. I agree. I think that, you know, for the next two or three years, people will always think of the team that won this
2: year as oh, the team that won in the middle of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. But you think back about, you know, 10 years ago, the NHL and NBA both had shortened seasons. Then, no one cares at all who won those. The NFL had, you know, used to play 12 games and now they played 16 games and no one seemed, you know, you people still say that they won the the Super Bowl. It doesn't really affect the the champion, at least not two or three years down the road. So I think it'd be different, obviously. I don't, I don't think that it would be as great as, you know, the nostalgia we have for the traditional formats. But I think that the
0: winners should still be you know, granted every same right as a winner of a normal year. And I mean, we saw this, we saw this with the NFL draft. These, this, these circumstances have required creative solutions. And sometimes you find solutions that are actually better than the status quo that we have. Like there was a lot of, I know we discussed in our last episode, there was a lot of changes to the draft that we all enjoy. So who knows what changes there are made now that we find um, that, that everyone, seems to agree are, should be
1: permanent changes. Mm-hmm. All I'm, right. I'm totally with you there. I think that's the exciting thing here is that, you know, these, these leagues that have uh, some of them that have faced declining revenue and, and viewership, um, the NBA has floated out this idea of a midseason tournament. Now they're talking about play in games. Um, I think these shortened uh, seasons give the league some time to uh, experiment and uh, try to drum up interest in new ways so uh if they can figure you know the not like there's uh in at least in the world of, of sports, not like there's too much else going on. So whoever can uh get back in the uh summer first, there's uh there's obviously a lot to gain. So um like you said, I'm interested to see some creative solutions.
2: Should we uh move on to the Bundesliga?
1: The Bundesliga. <laughs> Brad, what yes. do you got for us?
2: So the Bundesliga, for those of you that don't know, is the top tier of the German Football League. And they uh, were one of the first leagues to return. So in lieu of the Maryland Minute, uh, I'm just going to talk you through the Bundesliga standings, uh, what's been happening recently. Bayern Munich, um, seven points clear of Borussia Dortmund, a team touting a bunch of American talent. We can talk about that As later. As a little
1: addendum to Brad's Bundesliga corner, for, for the top five teams, we're going to have Brad say one fact about each of the teams.
2: Bayern Munich from Munich, Borussia Dortmund, a
1: lot of American <laughs> players,
2: RB Leipzig, RB stands for Red Bull, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, that's a name that's hard to say, and Bayer 04 leverkusen they have some cool bears on their logo, so bet you guys didn't know all those, but that's pretty cool, and just you, as a side like note, two or there.
1: three of those were, were true, actually, thank so you, that's thank impressive, you, thank you.
2: And at the bottom of the table, just a quick shout-out to SC Paterbon 7 Why there's a number there, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, A measly four wins through 29 games. I mean, are you kidding me? I think that, like, I could score four – I get four – they've only scored, like, ten goals. I could score Mm -hmm. ten goals in the soccer game in 40-something million games. That's ridiculous. Mm. But either way, Baylor's League, a great action – I actually they they're pumping in crowd noise. This is the controversial thing. I thought they? they were gonna hate it. I love it. I love the crowd noise. I think it makes it seem real. I like the fake chants. I'm a big fan. That, that's what guess I'm that's like I said about the movie. That's hilarious. I didn't know that they were doing
1: that. So yeah, yeah as they, as they as literally have people as as like Obviously, fake been songs. following the uh... yes. So yeah, they, like recorded so they, songs and they're playing them. The they have a soundboard operator who is who has queued up uh, like cheers and and chants and booze at and plays it at appropriate times and uh personally i I thought it worked out pretty well i liked it a lot better than the silent uh than the silence but it you know there are proposals for for when these other leagues return should you have all of the players mic'd up to give a more intimate uh, fan experience um, or would fake crowd noise be a a better solution well
0: i Uh, heard i personally like that korean soccer league that um brought in a bunch of fake sex dolls I <laughs> not, not fake tech dolls. They were real no, tech, real, but they yeah. were fake fans.
1: <laughs> that was the New England Patriots. Oh, oh okay. my god! Yeah, unbelievable! Just to come around, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Speaking of the New England Patriots or their their former New England Patriots, rather, um, I think we should wrap up our conversation talking about some of the golf that occurred last weekend. Brad or Anthony, did you get a chance to watch the the match too for coronavirus relief?
2: I did. I actually thought it was quite entertaining, if I, I'm being honest. I, I mean, the, the golf was cool. It was a little unfortunate that it was raining, but what I found funny was just hearing these guys kind of trash talk each other, and, in chat. I mean, having you know Charles Barkley do commentary of golf is always something that's going to be funny, and I thought I enjoyed it. It was definitely nice to watch something live on TV for the first time in what it felt like forever, um, and it, it was also, of course, for me a little nice to see my boy Tom.
0: Yeah, you know, I was actually, um, I I was off the grid when this happened over Memorial Day weekend. I was off camping, but um, I saw that I saw the results, um, I saw the results after, and it seemed like it was it was kind of a hit all over the internet. Um, but yeah, no, I, I Ben, do you want to talk about like the the latest cheating scandal that occurred?
1: Uh, which one? There's too many to keep track of.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, well, well, I did see that. Um, Brady um, had a little had a little tear incident.
2: He did. There was a little wardrobe malfunction.
0: So, so Brad, are you are you now anti Brady? What's your stance on Tom Brady? Given that, given that he went that he, to went he, he went to a better team now. I am still all right. That's ridiculous. We're, uh,
2: if assuming the NBA season, Patriots are going to finish with a better record than the Bucks, but. <laughs> I think that I am so pro Tom Brady, but I hope he doesn't win another football game uh, on a different
0: <laughs> team. That sounds that sounds like the worst pro fan I've ever heard of. No,
2: I I mean I like him. Pro, I like watching him golf.
0: Brad, how does how does this impact your um your views on buying his like pyramid scheme fake health products? Um, Valdez,
2: I have never slept better than when I wear his pajamas.
0: Okay, I mean they just they just like. The I don't know what it is. The well, you know, like because if I'm Tom Gold drivers, because the... now he can milk he can milk two media markets in just to his like fake uh, fake crap. Yeah. I guess I could say crap now that we're not on WMUC.
2: That's but true.
0: Um, um, but I, I didn't know how that would impact the Boston market. No, I think that he's still
2: beloved in the Boston market. Although I do think that most people sort of believe that they hope he doesn't do very well in Tampa because that would just uh, <laughs> add to the greatness of and the aura of the Patriots. But here, there's, there's a good, uh, good question we have here uh, from a listener, an uh, uh, anonymous listener. Is Who would you like to see uh, for the match three? So I got one answer. I think that after watching the, the Michael Jordan documentary and hearing about how much he used to gamble on golf, even before NBA finals games, I would love to see him see what his golf
0: game looks like now. Why don't we do Jordan versus Barkley? Because Charles, there is no more of an entertaining <laughs> golf swing than Charles Barkley. If you guys have, for, for all of you listening out there, all like uh, all three of you, take take the opportunity to go and Google on on YouTube Charles Barkley golf swing. It is hilarious. Ben, any thoughts? Did we lose? Maybe ben? no thoughts from Ben. Did we lose Ben? No, no. Oh goodness gracious! All I mean, right, he they, uh, he, heard, he heard me curse and he just couldn't stand it. Yeah, he couldn't take it
2: anymore. <laughs> you know, I think I think Jordan would be great. I think I don't know. I, I like to regulate the fact that they handed A football one, I, even if you wanted to go with current basketball players, I'm not sure what basketball players today are are big into golf. I'm sure we could find a ton of baseball players who uh, who golf in their free time who would be willing to do something like this. I don't know. It's an interesting character. It's like a David Price. I know golf, so he'd be kind of a, a fun guy to to hear from. Maybe you could get like a, I don't know, a Bartolo Colon. Some yeah. you know, some fun characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
0: think you could get somebody like a like a Pat McAfee or something. Somebody like yeah, that. oh that yeah, would be, oh you have totally a good time. But yeah. yeah, okay. Do we want to wrap it up with the last question? Um, you know what? What yeah, sport you do we now?
1: expect to come back first? Yep. Great. Then what do we get you do I Expect to come back first. I think yeah, yeah. There we go. I think MLB should have the fast track if uh, if they can do this abridged spring training plan, um, and and get a season started uh, early early July maybe.
2: I think I'm gonna go with the NHL on it. I think it's because the players in the NHL are gonna have are gonna be less willing to to stick their neck outs and make a stand to not come back. And they're hockey players, they don't really give a shit. They just
0: wanna play. So I, I think the NHL is gonna come back first. So I, I think I agree with you, Brad, and I, I feel like all the gear that the NHL wears like almost makes it more it's like it's like basically PPE is like built into yeah, built into dude, the game dude. but um I, if i had to make an if, it just not to be the same if i had to make an argument for the NBA you're dealing with like a lot smaller rosters and just a smaller universe of people, so I think that might. And you're dealing with one location that they're all going to play in. So and one that final question, it really and we're going to ask
1: this uh, every point, at the end of point, every sure. episode Thanks. until football season. Brad, how do you pronounce the name of our new Maryland quarterback? That's you had some of those letters correct.
2: To Lilia, Go this liga. <laughs> also also um,
0: we didn't mention this End with that. Premier League coming back up the reds. I don't know what that means, but but yeah. Everyone thank, thanks for thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, it was great to great to talk with my co-host here and um, we'll try to make this a, a little bit more regular just to check in with everyone. All right.
1: Thanks Bye, everybody.